This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Have you heard about the Huawei controversy? You've probably heard about it before if you haven't heard about the current incarnation. Huawei is a Chinese manufacturer of cell phones and the equipment that talks to cell phones, the transmitters and receivers that are unseen but somewhere near those towers you see by the side of the road. And Huawei is a worldwide phenomenon that emanates from mainland China. It is a mainland Chinese company. Concerns have been expressed in the past by the United States, by Australia, about the idea of using Huawei equipment because of the potential for cybersecurity breaches. Not that anybody is providing any factual data, but apparently some exists, or we wouldn't see it being uh, banned in countries like that. The latest is New Zealand, which is looking to install 5G, the fifth generation Internet of Things cellular network that uh, we'll be getting here in Canada soon as well. Uh, we haven't pronounced on Huawei, but New Zealand has said, no, don't do that to Spark, a company that wants to be behind one of those 5G networks. Joining me is David Shipley, CEO of Boceron Security and Global News Radio cybersecurity and technology expert. What's the problem here, David? What's the story with Huawei? So the story with Huawei is um, the Americans absolutely 100% know that their equipment is vulnerable and can be hacked. Why? Because four years ago, the New York Times revealed the Americans had hacked that very same equipment, and, and they've gotten, become very good at doing that. Now, they don't want to tell Huawei how to secure all that because they're actually spying on the Chinese, but they're desperately afraid of that technology being seeded, particularly among the most um, connected societies that are part of the Five Eyes Intelligence Networks. So that's Canada, the United States, Australia, and New Zealand. And so three of the Five Eyes have said, okay, we're out. We're not going to put this Huawei equipment. That has left England and Canada as the only ones still even considering this for 5G. Okay, let me try to bring that down to earth a little bit. Not that you're uh, you're flying above the clouds, but when you say something like seeded, I I don't understand that. I'm not sure our listeners will understand what you mean. Are you talking about the ability for a Chinese company to put equipment up in uh, in the Canadian uh, operating network environment that would actually be able to listen to us, look at our data, and transmit it back to people in China who might put it to um, let's just say, uh, unintended use. That is, that is actually 100% what the concern is here, is that this is the fundamental uh, backbone of communication. And so if you can have a backdoor into that, you can not only potentially spy on things, but you could disrupt that. And that those are the two biggest concerns. And as, as we have connected cars that are going to drive themselves, as we have smart grids, that we have all of these connected things that will tap into 5G, the potential for massive economic havoc, not to mention industrial spying, is very real. And, and Canada has already suffered from Chinese industrial espionage. Billions of dollars in Canadian intellectual wealth was stolen from our National Research Council by the Chinese. They've since signed a non-aggression pact against us and cyber to say we're not going to steal your intellectual property but that's mostly because they've already because they've got it all that's why (laughs) absolutely 
Okay, so I, I thought I had my tongue in my cheek when I said it, but you're saying absolutely. Look, we've got this company, Huawei. Uh, a lot of people, as I mentioned, uh, carry their cell phones. Many, I'm sure, who are listening to us now. Some of them probably streaming us on Huawei. And Huawei, I think it's up in Markham. It's a pretty substantial presence, point of presence uh, here in the GTA. So uh, I'm not looking to for a fight with Huawei, but... Um, what, what do we do? I mean, if, if these people are uh, in a position to commit criminal acts against us, why are they here? And um, why is Canada not jumping on board when you consider that, as you've pointed out, three of the countries in the Five Eyes, and they're pretty substantial Western countries, have already said, or Westernized countries, have already said no. Well, and here's the thing. I don't think Huawei is a bad company. I don't think the people there are bad whatsoever. I think that there's probably some pretty serious vulnerabilities in their infrastructure and that in a normal context of things, a government should disclose those vulnerabilities so that companies can appropriately fix them and the equipment can be trusted and safe. In this case, I do believe that the Americans know things about that company that they're purposely not telling that company because Huawei's equipment is widely used in China. So the Americans don't want to give up their great spying uh, okay, so you're, t- and- you're, you're talking about a, 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 a duel of, uh, of equals where it comes to the kind of equipment that's there. In other words, the Americans spy on the Chinese through Huawei equipment, so they don't want to be spied on by people using Huawei equipment. That's what you're telling me. You got it. That that is is as simple and as plain as it can be. And this is not a secret. This was known years ago, um, and and the Americans are quite good at this. And this isn't to say that the you know that China bad, America good. America started the the spying game and, and preceding and hacking equipment years ago. They they would send equipment to Russia from American manufacturers that did exactly like this. And, and I say that to say the Americans wrote the playbook on this. So if there's anyone that should be warning us about being worried about this. It's the Americans because they're good at it. Okay, so Huawei, the company itself, says this is patently nonsensical. We don't do that. We're not going to do that. We're just a competitor uh, in a world where price competitiveness has to exist. And there are a lot of people from Britain, from the United States, from uh, I assume places like Korea, certainly from China through Huawei, who are all manufacturing similar kinds of equipment. Um, why is it particularly that? company and that country that are being singled out yeah if you've got a 5g transmitter receiver situation and all the computer hardware that goes with it that technically could be hacked regardless of who makes it yeah absolutely and again this gets into the secrets and the things that we don't know what we don't know but you know the americans have uh, been inside china's networks china's been inside their networks everyone's looking for vulnerabilities and no one wants to give up their good weapons so you know i've got good reason to be suspicious that there's probably some pretty significant issues um you know relative to that equipment uh, is it fixable sure but is anyone actually telling them how to fix it no so that creates problems and we are we are heading towards kind of a digital cold war you know where people are starting to wonder about their supply chain and what equipment's being shipped and how everything is going down. And it's not necessarily good for global competitiveness or market forces or any of these things. So Huawei is not wrong there. But the issue is, what about the safety, security of our communications and our infrastructure? And these are big questions. They are big questions. I'm, I'm being told that, uh, number one, New Zealand, the country in question now, although others, as you pointed out, have come before it, uh, has Huawei equipment that is deployed and running the 4G network, which is 
kind of 4G LTE like what we use currently uh, for the most part here in Canada and in the States uh, and in Great Britain. Uh, Huawei is there. What's different about 5G equipment that makes it more vulnerable in the estimation of the security people? I don't know if it's necessarily that it's more vulnerable. It's that it's so much more powerful and that this is going to be a legacy that will last for a good decade, let's say. So whatever infrastructure decisions are being made by telcos, and these are massive millions, multi-million, maybe tens of millions of dollars investments, they're going to be around for a while. So if we get this wrong, it, it has a tremendous sort of impact for many years. And secondly, the sheer nature of how many more devices, everything from uh, health devices to cars and that that are going to be tapped into these networks and they become even more vital than what 4G is today to our daily lives. I think well, I think one of the, the things that you might want to amplify is that what you're saying there, 4G and 5G are quite different. I mean, we think of cellular networks as the networks we either talk on or text on or email on, or maybe we uh, we use our browsers to uh, look up some kind of a web page. That's, that's what most of us do. There are a lot of people, yeah. and, and we use apps that do various formations uh, on, on these themes. That said, there's an awful lot more going on, particularly in 5G. In 5G, which addresses the Internet of Things, we're talking about things as crazy as chipping your refrigerator, and well, they seem to be crazy right now anyway, chipping a fork so that you can <laughs> find out where it is when it gets lost. I mean, chipping your kid, everything. Yeah. yeah, well, and, and the thing is, you know, 5G is going to be as fast as fiber optic cables to the house, but to every device you can imagine, right? So it's that it's that pervasiveness, the speed, the importance. And, and as our economy relies more and more of this, you know, the question becomes, how much do we trust others? And, and this really is a trust game. At the end of the day, and to a certain extent, Huawei as a company is caught between the increasing sort of paranoia between the West and China and, and the of China as a growing superpower, along with the Americans trying to maintain whatever edge they can to spy on the Chinese. Wow. So I think what I'm going to do is stop using my cell phone for anything but emergencies. And as soon as I hang up with you, I'm going to put my tin hat on. <laughs> well, it's not so much to be paranoid, but to realize how, who's playing the game now. And, and the interesting thing is to ask yourself, why are Canada and England the last ones to say, we, we you know, don't necessarily want to rule this equipment? Both are in economic situations where they're trying to form relations with China, and they're both desperately afraid of upsetting the Chinese government by just simply slamming the door on Huawei. And so it's going to be really interesting to see where England and Canada fall on this issue. Uh, England's in a more precarious position because of Brexit, but Canada's under probably a lot of pressure from the Americans on this issue. Well, who even knows? From what I hear, President Trump and uh, Xi Jinping, the president of China, are going to sit down and have dinner on Saturday, and the stock market went uh, flying today. Why? Because now the talk is they're going to come to uh, some kind of agreement on moving forward on the trade front, and if that happens, we're going to be talking about Huawei again, David. I, yeah, you know, and this could all very well be a tactic as part of this as well. It's, it'll be interesting to see how all the pieces play out. Thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Uh, for me as well. Have a great night. All right, you too. David Shipley is CEO of Boceron Security. He is Global News Radio's cybersecurity cyber and technology expert.